So I'd like to give you one of the most effective techniques that I know of for releasing specific fears. So if you've found yourself afraid of something in particular, like making a certain mistake on the basketball court, or you have a big game coming up and you really want to play well and you're afraid of playing poorly, or maybe you're afraid of what your coach may think of you or what a certain person or group of people might think of you. If you struggle with any particular fear, and we've all got our own fears, this is a technique that can really help you release it. And it's very, very powerful, but it's also counterintuitive. So I'm going to walk you through it here. And really put this in your toolbox, okay? That's my recommendation for you. Like use this as a, uh, a technique that you can call on whenever a specific fear comes up in your life. This will serve you very well. It certainly has for me. And so we can also, I want to point out, apply this to personal fears. So if you have a fear of like being rejected by a certain person that you're interested in, maybe attracted to, maybe you have a fear of speaking in front of the class or speaking in public, maybe you uh, actually, one thing that I faced recently is a fear of a very particular illness. I found myself in this like uh, intense, intense fear of a very particular thing. It like ran in my family and I started seeing it everywhere in my life. And I'll tell that story at the end of this talk, but it was very interesting for me and instructive. And one of the ways that, um, I actually learned this technique on a, on a much deeper level. So when we have a particular fear, something we're afraid of, what the natural tendency to do and what most people tend to do is to make it unconscious. We're like, okay, I'm just not going to look at that fear. And there's a sort of subtext to this that if I focus on that fear or I think about it, I'm going to magically manifest it in my life. I don't want to think this thing into existence, so I'm just not going to think about it at all. I'm going to push it out of my awareness, pretend it's not there. It's kind of like if you have a, a tiger in your living room. <laughs> well, even if you're looking away from the tiger and telling yourself it's not there, that thing will still eat you, right? And so the problem with this, uh, this approach to fear, just like pushing it out of our awareness, don't want to manifest it, well, it's not true. <laughs> that fear can totally still happen. And on an unconscious or subconscious level, we know that. We know that we're kind of lying to ourselves about it. And so the fear is actually still there under the surface. There was... A UFC fighter named Justin Gaethje, again, I, I'm a huge UFC fan, so I tell these stories, but you don't have to be a fan to get the point of this story. Justin Gaethje's fighting Charles Oliveira for the lightweight UFC title a little while back. In an interview leading up to the fight, it's maybe like three days before, the interviewer says to, to Justin Gaethje, okay, so if you beat Charles Oliveira, <laughs> and he goes to continue his sentence, Justin Gaethje immediately stops him. He goes, wait, 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 wait. If I beat, no, when I beat Charles Oliveira. <laughs> this is something a lot of athletes do, right? Like failure is not an option. I will not even entertain the possibility of losing that fight or losing that matchup or playing poorly. Well, what do you think happened during the fight? First round, Justin Gaethje finds himself on his back getting choked out loses the lightweight title. <laughs> Didn't work, right? Because in that moment when he said, no, 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 when I beat Charles Oliveira, he was lying to himself. The fact is failure was totally possible. Losing that fight as it proved was completely an option. 
That was always within the realm of possibility. And the fact that he was lying to himself about that possibility didn't make it any less true. It just meant he was lying to himself. So as basketball players, when we say like failure is not an option, I will not have a bad game. I will, I will make that team like getting cut from that team is not, it will not happen. Well, that's one approach. And I'm not suggesting to you here that you fixate on what you're afraid of and like constantly overthink about it. That's not going to do us any good at all either. But when we lie to ourselves about whether or not that thing could come true, we're pushing it unconscious. We're pushing it down out of our mind, pretending the lion's not in the room. <laughs> and when we press it down, sort of like the iceberg under the water, well, there's still an iceberg under the surface. The fear is still in us. We're just ignoring it. So it's still there. And when we get into that situation, when we're in the tryout, you know, trying to make that team that we're so afraid we'll be cut, up, cut from, when we're in the game that we really want to play well in and we are so afraid of playing poorly in, that fear will come up from the depths of our unconscious and be triggered. Whether we ignore it or not, it's going to run through our system. So the game really is dismantling that charge of the fear ahead of time. And the only way we can do that is by looking at it directly. How can you deal with the lion in the living room <laughs> If you're not actually aware of it, if you're just pretending it's not there, well, that thing is going to pounce on you. We can only deal with it if we're actually like seeing it clearly. Okay, there's a lion, like let me <laughs> be composed and let's dismantle that fear in the same way. I like to call this looking the lion in the eyes. That's my own kind of personal mantra for this, but we've called this in deep game false fears is another way of uh, describing this. So. How do we do this? Well, there, there's a very particular technique, and this is what I want to arm you with. In the process that we call false fears, instead of avoiding the thing that we're afraid of and like trying not to manifest it magically throughout our thoughts, we look at it directly and we begin to deconstruct it for what it is. So let's take the example of like the player who is afraid of making mistakes on the basketball court, okay? Let's, let's make this even more specific. I'm afraid of turning the ball over and getting pulled out by my coach. Well, that's a valid fear, right? Every player goes through it. It sucks. You're embarrassed. Well, let's look at it directly, okay? So the first game <laughs> that I ever played in varsity basketball, a teammate of mine and I are in the process of trying out for varsity as 10th graders. So we're moving up a year early, playing in varsity as sophomores. During our first preseason game, our coach basically says to us, like, listen, in this preseason game, if you play well, you'll be on the team. If you can't compete at this level, we're sending you back down to JV. So before the game, I'm so nervous. I'm like shaking. <laughs> I remember being literally in the locker room. We went to a separate locker room. This friend of mine and I, who is also uh, a uh, sophomore, we go to a separate locker room so our teammates on varsity won't see us shaking and we're looking at each other like i could throw up right now i'm so nervous so <laughs> to make matters even more complicated we're playing against a team that has the best shooting guard in the catholic league at the time he's three years older than me if i'm not mistaken and i'm going to be matched up with him during the game so <laughs> i'm so terrified of making mistakes of not playing well 
I start at shooting guard because our coach wants to have a good look at me. Start at shooting guard. Our team wins the tip. I find myself with the ball at the top uh, at the, <laughs> at the top of the key, dribbling, matched up against this like all league shooting guard. I try to cross over on him. He strips me, goes all the way to the other end for an uncontested layup, first play of the game. At that point, I'm like, it's over. Season's done, going back down to JV. I am, I'm toast. The coach in that moment calls a timeout, pulls me out of the game and sits me on the bench beside him. He goes, okay, collect yourself. I see that you're nervous. Thankfully, he like understood what was going on. He said, I see you're nervous, collect yourself and I'll put you back in in a few minutes. Well, something really interesting happened sitting on the bench in those moments. I kind of hit rock bottom. I was like, it can't get worse than that. Like the worst case scenario has already happened. And so the only place I can go from here is up. And in that moment, all of that nervousness that I felt kind of relaxed. It was like, I saw the worst case scenario. I saw it directly. I experienced it. Now, what can happen that can hurt me? Happens again. All right. It already happened. He puts me back in a few minutes later. And I end up having a really good game. Funny enough, I, I think I scored like 14 points or something like that. Hit a bunch of threes. End up playing on varsity that year. Was a third team league all-star that season. I averaged like, I don't know, 10 or 11 points as a sophomore on varsity. Long story short, success. <laughs> and in large part, I believe anyway, looking back at it today, it was that moment on the bench that helped create all of this freedom because I looked the lion in the eyes. It bit me and I survived. And I was like, what can happen? It's gonna bite me again? So be it, let me just play. Well, in the same way, okay, this is where we get into the technique and I hope that story helped illustrate this point. If we're so afraid of not playing well, look at it directly, deconstruct ahead of time in your mind, like, a week or a few days before the game, think, okay, there's this one game coming up. I really need to play well, or maybe it's a tryout. Really need to play well. What would happen if I didn't? Okay, well, the thing that I'm afraid of is not playing well. If I don't play well, number one, I'm going to feel embarrassed. I'm going to feel disappointed. I may, like, you know, not win the respect from my teammates or coaches. They might lose a little bit of respect for me. I might go home after the game with a knot in my throat and uh, feel less confident in myself. Okay. So what? <laughs> Seriously, when you look at those things directly, like have you never felt embarrassed before in your life? Of course, we all have. Have you never felt disappointment? Have you never felt like you lost a little bit of respect for something? You've experienced all these things in the past. So if they happen again, could you handle it? Of course, I'm willing to bet anything. You could handle that, right? You show up the next day, you get back to work. That's the worst case scenario. Let's say something even uh, more embarrassing. You're stepping up uh, in a big moment during the game, balls in your hands, your team's down one, and you've got to hit a game-winning shot. <laughs> Any player would be afraid in this moment. It's totally normal to be nervous. And yet, let's look at this directly. Let's look, look the lion in the eyes, so to speak. What happens if you miss that game winner? Well, once again, we'll feel embarrassed. We'll feel disappointed. Our teammates might be a little bit uh, 
you know, not upset with us. I don't think our teammates are going to like scold us for missing. We took the shot anyway, but they'll be disappointed, you know, let down. We lost the game. And then you'll show up to practice the next day. Maybe you'll feel a little bit less confident initially in practice, but then you'll sink into it. You'll shake it off. You'll forget about it. And life will go on. (laughs) Could you handle missing that game winner? Of course. Of course. Life will go on. We will get many more opportunities to succeed in this game. So when we really look at our fears, we find that monsters are scariest in the dark. (laughs) It's when we were kids and we saw that shadow in the corner of our room and the lights were out and we're like, oh my God, it's the monster coming in. And we flip those lights on and we realize it was like a coat rack. Well, the monster was always scariest in the dark. When we turn those lights on and we point the light of literally our awareness directly at it, we see it for what it is, which is not that big of a deal after all. So what you had a bad game? So what we missed that game winning shot? It's okay. Every player does. Well, we find that the thing that we thought was a monster was really just a coat rack and we can sleep peacefully, (laughs) so to speak. Much, much better to look at the thing that you're afraid of see it for what it is directly and allow that charge of fear to actually dissipate rather than just forcing it unconscious, keeping the fear in our system, but just ignoring it so that it comes roaring to life when we actually step into the heat of the moment and need to play at our best. That charge of fear, if we haven't dismantled it ahead of time, is going to be there. By the way, I will say here, if the the art of playing when you're afraid, the art of managing fear and using fear in some cases to actually uh, increase your your physical energy and your awareness. Fear has its own benefits as well. So uh, one talk that I really suggest listening to is the uh, how to use fear to improve basketball performance. I think that's what I titled it. You can find it on our channel. That's a That's a must watch here. But getting back to this topic, again, monsters are scariest in the dark. Look the lion in the eyes. Of course, don't over obsess with this one we we don't like fixate and constantly be thinking through thinking through thinking through our fears just do this once and release it okay so you have something that you're afraid of we'll get into some personal examples and i'll share a a personal story with you in a moment but we have the thing that we're afraid of we identify it and then we say okay what's the thing or, or if this happened you know what would i experience what am i really afraid of here Okay, we break it down, afraid of embarrassment, disappointment, so on and so forth. Maybe my friends lose some respect for whatever the case may be. Okay, could I handle that? Ask yourself, could you go on to have a successful basketball career and a beautiful life if this thing that you were so afraid of happened? Of course, of course. Very few things are uh, real deal breakers in this game. We almost always, I would even say always, get a second shot if you want it. So not over obsessing about this, do it once and release it. And once you're not afraid of any result, now we're free to play fearlessly. Yes, there are results that we don't want to have happen. I'm not saying you like actively pursue the thing that you want, the the negative experience. No, once we're not afraid of them though, we're free. It's the, you know, it's the UFC fighter who is so afraid of getting hit 
that ends up losing the fight because he's playing defensively on the back foot the whole time. Once he's like, okay, yeah, I'll take some punches, but I'm in this for the war. Well, that is the fighter who can actually execute the game plan. And same thing goes for basketball. It's the player who's so afraid of making mistakes that ends up playing tight and hesitant and fading into the background of the game and not asserting themselves on the game because they're just like too afraid to do anything at all. So our goal, once again, is to get to a place where we're not afraid of any result and we're free to play fearlessly in the same way that, uh, you know, the memory that always comes to mind is the samurai meditating on his own death. Today is a good day to die. The real warrior is a warrior because he steps onto the battlefield knowing that he may die, but he steps onto the battlefield anyway. It's not a lack of fear that makes him a warrior. It's executing in the face of fear. So one final uh, little quote to drive this home here. Damian Lillard has said, uh, actually many times, I've seen him say this in multiple interviews. He said, the secret to hitting game-winning shots is being okay with missing them. If you know that you can handle it if you miss, then you can step up to the plate and take that shot and win, lose, or draw you're willing to handle the consequences. That's the player who's going to shoot that ball fearlessly because he knows, not that he wants to miss the shot, but if he does, he can handle it. Now, I wanna cap this off with a bit of a personal story as I mentioned earlier. I will say that the highest level of this, and this may sound a little bit extreme, but the highest level of this is deconstructing the fear of death. And this is really the path of like genuine spirituality. We won't get too deep into this, but if we look at deconstructing fears on the basketball court as a means to play fearlessly, deconstructing the fear of death leads to, to living your life fearlessly. And so last year, I went through this very interesting experience of becoming like extremely afraid, extremely afraid. It occupied a lot of my mind of a very particular illness. And I was kind of surprised at this, right? Like I've been training my mind, meditating for 10 years and doing all these practices. And like, I consider myself relatively advanced. And yet this like mind virus got a hold of me through a series of events. And uh, I had a number of family members who suffered from this illness and I started seeing it everywhere in my life like on TV shows and people would say mention it and a friend of mine suffered from this illness as well I was seeing it everywhere and so I was like whoa am I like you know bringing this thing into my life what's going on here and so I found myself very very afraid of this illness <laughs> well I practice with it I begin like deconstructing it and you know relaxing with the feet, doing all the th stuff that we talk about here. When finally I have a call with a teacher of mine and I explain to him like, man, I I'm really kind of afraid of this thing happening. <laughs> he pauses for a moment and he goes, dude, we're all dying. In that moment, it's like all of the fear just dissipated. I was like, of course, we're all dying. <laughs> it's like, whether it happens that way or happens another way, happens in a few years, happens in, you know, 50 years, whatever. The, we're all dying. It's okay. 
for whatever reason, those words hit so close to home with me. And I really haven't feared that illness since because I realized like, what's the worst case? I die from it? Like at that point, yes, I know that sounds extreme, but we're all dying. I'm dying someday. The warrior steps onto the battlefield knowing that he may die. The samurai meditates on his own death and steps into the battle saying, today is a good day to die. Win, lose, or draw. I am going to step up to the plate and face the thing that I'm afraid of. This is how we play and live fearlessly. When we deconstruct our fears, look the lion directly in the eyes and say, I'm not going to live and play and suffer from being afraid of this thing any longer. This is how we become fearless. So I would love to hear from you, actually, if you feel comfortable sharing this, no pressure. But if you want to leave a comment or, or reach out to us, what specific fear have you been working with? Maybe it's a basketball specific fear. And in, in that case, I would really love to hear that because it informs some of this teaching. If it's a life fear, maybe fear of rejection or whatever the case may be, let us know. And I can see if maybe we can help you out with these. I respond to a lot of the comments. And so if you need specific help, I can hopefully do my best to help you there. And otherwise, my final word of advice for you is to, once again, <laughs> look the lion in the eyes. When you're suffering from a fear, rather than pushing it unconscious, because if you notice, that's the afraid approach. I'm not going to look at it. I'm just going to ignore it. Not, not if I win, but when I win. No, failure can happen. That thing I'm afraid of could totally happen. Let me look at it directly and then step forwards fearlessly. That's my wish for you. I hope you enjoyed this one and I'll see you next time. Hey, it's Taylor. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. And if you did, the best thing to do right now while it's fresh in your mind is head over to deepgame.com and join us in our free masterclass where you'll learn all of the fundamental principles of the part of basketball that's played with the mind. We've had players call this the best hour of basketball learning of their lives, and it's completely free right now. So head over to deepgame.com, join us. Once again, it's totally free, and I will see you there.